Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, everybody, and welcome to week two of Pathway to Love. So excited to be back here with you again this week for our second class here. And today's topic is the inner temple. And the inner temple today, we're going to be learning three practices that will help you to be able to increase your feminine energy and also give you a couple of tools to begin to create and develop a daily feminine spiritual practice that can really help you to increase self-confidence, focus, and also your ability for co-creation and manifestation. And we'll talk a little bit about how we do that. But as you've seen here, the theme is really about going inward and connecting inward and downward and connecting deeply with the source of your feminine power, strength, intuition, and energy, which is held in the pelvis and in specifically the womb space. Now, last week, we focused on healing the disconnection from this place of our source of power and creativity, which is also the seat of our sexuality and our sexual energy. And we talked a little bit about some of the things that happen when we're disconnected from this place and some of the reasons as to why many women tend to disconnect from this part of themselves. Uh, We also talked a little bit about clearing the negative associations that we have with the feminine and how that can actually get in the way of our ability to really be in a state of empowered relationship with our femininity. So the primary concepts that we learned, the primary practices that we did last week were about connecting, so reconnecting with our womb space, reconnecting with that part of our consciousness, and also clearing the womb space, clearing the womb space of old energy, attachments, um, trauma, memories, experiences. As we talked about, that part of our body, that part of our physical body and our energetic body, it holds memories. It holds every experience that you've had in this life and even probably past lifetimes. So for whatever reason, that part of a woman's body remembers. And we hold many, many things, um, memories, experiences, traumas, and specifically relationships are held in our womb space. So we're going to talk more about that in a little bit today with one of the practices that I'll be sharing with you. So what is, what is the inner temple? Why do we call it that? Why did I name this particular lesson the inner temple? And the inner temple is really a metaphor for your body. It's a metaphor for doorways or gates that exist within your body, gates that or portals even that lead to higher realms of awareness and more refined layers of consciousness that exist within your very own body. The inner temple is really, it's a connection, it's a pathway to connecting to the divine through your very own body. And the way that we go about accessing and really cultivating our capacity to go deeper, to go beyond just the physical and to really go into the deeper layers of the spiritual 
depth, the love, and the connection that we're really desiring, the way that we do that is through that cultivation of a focus on your internal experience and eventually the subtle flows of energy that are actually running through your body at all times. So some of this work is really about eventually, as we get deeper into it, and some of the other classes, um, I think in a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit more deeply, but about actually learning to discern those subtle flows of energy. And it really can only happen when we slow down, we learn conscious relaxation, and we learn to really tune in and eventually cultivate our inner vision. We talk about that actually in a couple of weeks. All right, so feminine spiritual practice and really the pathway to self-knowledge and the pathway to God or the divine is really through the embodiment. We get there through becoming fully present, becoming fully embodied in our bodies here and now. And many times we're not living in that embodied state. Many times we're living in the mental, mental energy, mental state. And whenever we're caught up in mental energy, in the mental state, a lot of times what that does, it leads us into those places of overwhelm and fear because fear is largely in the mind. It's when we're not connected, we're not in the present moment, and we're projecting out into the future. So the feminine pathways are really about cultivating that deep connection. And like we talked about last week, that surrender to the source of that wisdom, which is in your womb space. So the fundamental principles of this, of this inner temple and cultivating this type of awareness really has to do with presence and awareness. Presence and awareness. So presence in the body and awareness, that internal focus of what are you actually present to, what's actually happening inside that internal space, inside your own body. It's also about the cultivation of sensitivity, of the ability to become more sensitive and really increasing your capacity to feel more, which really can only be done when we start to actually slow down and really go into more of a um, conscious relaxation or flow, which is really only done, again, when we slow down and when we begin to train our awareness to be in the body rather than in the mind. So activating this feminine energy in the inner temple it really begins with three, what I call the three A's. So the three A's, the three A's of activating feminine energy are attention, acknowledgement, and unconditional acceptance. And unconditional acceptance is really the same thing as non-resistance or, or unconditional love. It's about completely accepting what is. And that first one, attention, is really about where is your attention? Where are you holding your awareness or your attention? Where is it? So it's that redirecting of the attention or the consciousness into the body, the capacity to acknowledge whatever arises as you shift your attention to the body. What is there? What is present? Acknowledgement is really about just seeing and witnessing, holding that space to acknowledge what is without labeling it, without judging it, without pushing it away or trying to grasp onto it. It's just pure presence and seeing what is. And then that unconditional acceptance is that state of non-resistance, of being fully loving and in presence with whatever is. The benefits of this practice of 
working through the inner temple, activating feminine energy, really is about that complete access. Eventually, really your capacity to have complete and unhindered access to a state of love and connection and to feeling more expanded and in love. Whenever we're in love, we're really in an expanded state of awareness where we feel like connected, right? Like connected to all of life and in a state of joy, in a state of magic, in a state of flow. So being able to access feminine energy and activate it through some of these principles and practices is really about cultivating your ability to remain in that state, that you really are in charge of that. We do have more than you realize control over that. We also have the added benefit of having enhanced intuition and increased capacity to make decisions. When resistance is removed, when you're able to feel your feelings and your emotions, when you're capable of reconnecting with the source of love, which is actually you and inside of you, it becomes much easier to move forward in the ways that your soul, your higher self really knows that you need to be. Because a lot of times what we can end up doing is really blocking that wisdom. We block it in many ways. Um, We block it by living in our heads too much. Um, We block it through hormonal, the use of hormonal birth control. When we talk about the, I won't get into it here today, but I teach um, how to use the fertility cycles. The menstrual cycle uh, really is a source of wisdom and it's a profound spiritual practice for many women. It's the connection to our deeper intuition, but hormonal birth control pills actually will stamp out our capacity to tap into that intuition deeply enough to really hear it loud and clear. Um, distraction through food, um, just eating foods that are unhealthy for us or less than the best for us can also keep us really disconnected from listening to that deeper voice within. So to be able to be connected, to really hear what the next thing is, what the right thing is, what the best decision is or the next step is a really important thing. And to be able to take those steps without delay, without hesitating, um, becomes really wonderful and it can become much more of a graceful and easy process uh, when we're really connected and when our feminine energy is flowing and activated and we're living from that place of joy, love, and connection that is our birthright. Being more present, connected in the where, in the body, in the embodiment also cultivates over time an increased magnetism. So in the feminine form, of manifesting, when we really start to manifest from the feminine, we're actually manifesting through what's called co-creation or magnetism. The feminine has the unique ability to just bring what it needs to it. So rather than the masculine aspect of manifesting, which is really about I'm going to make it happen, I'm going to see it, I have a goal, I'm going to take steps, actions, I'm going to make it happen, that's sort of the one that most of us are more, probably more familiar with. The feminine way is actually about desire. It's about tapping deeply into the source, to feeling your own, the, oh, the desire in your body and going into a state of surrender and letting go, which actually creates space to allow your manifestations to come to you. So it's a very graceful way of manifesting. 
And so that's another added benefit of actually really being in presence and activating that feminine energy. So a daily feminine spiritual practice, why is a daily practice so important? Well, a daily practice is really about creating a sacred space in your life, creating a space to be able to receive, a space to create, a space to listen, and really creates a ground from which to operate the rest of your day upon. Being grounded and grounded in daily practice also is a wonderful way to really overcome the habits that we have of anxiety, fear, and overwhelm. Regular practice also helps to, over time, to build up that new way of being and even a new way of thinking. So in feminine spirituality and this work that we're doing here through the embodiment, these practices of really connecting just even that connection to the womb space and that surrendering inward and downward, that practice just even by itself helps to train you into an entirely new, eventually a new way of thinking where we're no longer necessarily thinking just with the logical, rational mind. How we tend to think about thinking is a, it's a mental activity, a left brain activity. But the right brained way of thinking is it's an embodiment. It's more of a sensing and intuiting and a knowing and a feeling out of which direction to go. So it's really, it's really profound. As you begin to practice more and more over time, you'll see that capacity begin to develop more and more. You also are able to increase your sense of clarity and your ability, again, to listen to and actually act on that inner guidance. So the daily practice is its really valuable. And what we'll be doing here today is I'm going to be giving you a couple more things um, to add to that feminine spiritual practice, things that you can do really each day over the next several weeks that we're together. And it's cumulative. So the more that you do it, the more regularly you practice, the more you begin to see the results. So one of the commitments I asked you to make in our first class was really just to commit, to commit to doing these practices on a daily basis. And you don't have to really carve out a ton of time to do them. You know, even five or ten minutes over the course of the next few weeks, every day will make a very big difference. I'm really going to just reiterate that and just really encourage you to stick with that commitment because you're not going to get results if you don't do the work, right? So let's go ahead and just, we're going to dive right in here. And we're going to start with, I've got a couple little practices here for you and then one that's going to be a little bit more extensive. So the very first one here that we're going to start with is called grounding, ground and center, grounding and centering your energy. It's just one of it's just a very fundamental energy practice. It's one of the more fundamental ones. You might have learned something similar to this before, but it really is one of the most critical for us to be able to be grounded and centered, to have our energy really where it needs to be, so that we can do all the other things that we want to do, so that we can be, think, do, feel, and create all the other things that we want to do. It really comes from a place of being grounded and centered, having our actual energy grounded and centered. So wherever you are, you want to just make sure that you're in a nice, safe space. So if you're driving a car right now, it's probably not the best time to do this. Um, But if you're not, if you can just be in a nice space where you can sit in a chair with both feet on the ground, you can stand, you can sit on the floor, 
probably not lay down, but sitting or standing are great. And what we're going to do here is we're just going to close our eyes, and I like to take my hands down to my lower abdomen, right there on the, the pelvic, the pelvic bowl or the womb space. And again, just dropping that awareness inward and downward, dropping down into the pelvic bowl, really just melting your awareness inward and downward, melting that energy inward and downward, taking your attention into the body. And envisioning that ball of light down there in the in the pelvic bowl. Really seeing that ball of light, giving yourself time to envision it. It can just really be any color that you want it to be. And again, what that visualization does is it just that takes our awareness where we want it to be. So if the ball of light is too abstract for you, try maybe seeing a little version of yourself sitting down there in that part of your body or another image like a crystal or a flower, just something to take your attention inward and downward. And then I want you just to imagine that we have, that you have streams of energy or streams of light that begin to actually run down each leg. And those rivers of light or streams of energy run down each leg and out the bottom of each foot. And those rivers of light then connect into the earth almost like tap roots. So if you can just imagine that you have tap roots coming out to the bottoms of your feet, reaching down into the earth, connecting into the earth. Even if you want, use your breath to help send that awareness down, send that energy out through the bottoms of the feet. I'm just feeling those roots grow into the earth. Once you feel as though you've connected, like you can really see those streams of light or energy going down each leg, out the bottoms of the feet, and that connection is strong, then I want you just to imagine a cord of light actually coming out from your tailbone and reaching down into the earth and actually hooking into the earth. So we're creating a tripod of energy. We've got the legs and then that tailbone and that third cord of light, the stream of energy coming out the tailbone and just hooking into the earth. So this creates a very stable foundation. And you're just putting it there with your intention, with your mind. Great. I'm just letting that visualization go for a moment and coming back into the womb space, taking awareness back into the womb and into the pelvic bowl. And seeing that beautiful ball of light there in the pelvic bowl. 
And then raising your attention up into the heart center, the center of your chest, and seeing or envisioning or pretending or imagining that there's a beautiful ball of light in the center of the chest. I just want you to imagine that this ball of light in the chest, this ball of light in the pelvis, these two points, go ahead and just connect the two with a stream of light or a cord of energy. That's creating the connection, the reconnection, the communication between the heart and the pelvis, the source of sexual energy and the source of love energy. So this is also, again, a way to heal that disconnection. We're intentionally reopening the channel between these two points of awareness, giving permission for that information to flow freely between the two. And then see if you can hold your attention on both points at the same time. So many times when you're first starting out with this, it's easier just to kind of ping pong between the two points, right? Being in the heart, drop down to the pelvis, up to the heart, and so on. And it's totally fine to do. But see if you can practice for a minute holding attention on both points simultaneously, Great. The next piece to this is I want you to imagine that you are turning on your light body or your aura. Really just as if you were turning on a light bulb, like you're just activating your light body. And your light body or your aura, or sometimes I've heard it called the light globe, one of my Coaches calls it the light globe. I love that. So that's really an aspect of your energetic presence. And many times that energy that we have around us, many times we're not really aware of what it's doing or what we're doing with it. And that is also what people respond to. The first thing that people respond to unconsciously, it's kind of like, you know, when you get that feeling when you're with somebody like there's just some people you just love being around. You have that instant connection or feeling or like you just want to be around that person, right? You're actually responding to their presence, to their energy. And the same is true when you just kind of get that weird feeling and you kind of like, I don't know what it was about that person, but I just, it just felt weird. You're responding to their energetic presence. So to begin to become aware of what you're doing with your energetic presence. So feeling in, and the way we do this, it's really, again, just sensing in. If you could pretend that you could feel the edges of that light body right now, what would it feel like? Would it be like completely nicely, evenly all around you, or does it feel like it's a little lopsided? Does it feel like there's some rips or tears or holes in that energy field? Kind of sense in and see what's there. Notice what shape is it in? Is it expanded? Is it contracted? 
And then I just want you to use your breath. And also, if you want, you can use your hands. And just kind of move your hands around you using the breath, using your hands. And imagine just smoothing out that light, smoothing out that aura, smoothing out that light body so that it's equally above the crown of your head, it's equally around your body, and it's also equally beneath your feet. It should go about a foot below your feet and about a foot above your head. So just beginning to consciously smooth that out. And if there's any gaps or tears, you can imagine just kind of taking your hand and weaving, weaving those parts back together. Using your breath, using your intention. So this light body, this energy that's around you is your sacred space. It's your sacred space. And just like the womb space, like we talked about last week, how that womb space can really hold memories and traumas and experiences, etc. your light body is the same exact thing. It also can get contaminated. It can hold old traumas, um, old memories. It can pick up yucky energy from other people or places. So it's really important to also begin to take awareness into keeping your light body clear and clean. And one of the ways we do this, just like we did last week when we cleared the womb space, we can just do it with breath and visualization. You can begin just to breathe in, just really like cleansing or showering the light body with beautiful white light or golden light. And on the exhale, just imagining anything that's not supposed to be in that space, breathing it outward and sending it to God's light or sending it to the light of the universe or the light of source. You just do this. You just sense in. And sometimes you can kind of feel like, yeah, it feels a little heavy or sticky or maybe you see a little splotch that's dark. Maybe you just sense or feel Really just whatever works for you. It's just using the imagination to begin to cleanse the body, to cleanse the energetic body. Really to bring in a higher vibration, to bring in more light. Well, those are two practices that are really wonderful to do as a part of a daily, regular daily practice. And we're going to keep building on that heart-to-womb practice over the next couple of weeks. There's a couple more parts to that that I'll be sharing with you. But for now, you just kind of keep those, those two things going each day. It'll be really powerful. Now, the third practice that I'm going to share with you is really, is really awesome. And um, I have borrowed this from the book called Womb Wisdom by Padma and Anaya Prakash. And this is a practice called, it's called the Womb Mandala. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the womb space, that seat of feminine power, wisdom, sexuality, intuition, and creation, which we're calling the womb space, it is highly influenced and and connected by relationship to other people in our lives. 
It's connected to relationships we have, again, to memories, experiences, but also very much to other people, to relationships that we have had. And that can be all kinds of relationships, not only sexual and intimate relationships, but all relationships. And we might be carrying, many times we're carrying in our womb space the energies and also relationships and people that we do not even know that we're carrying in that part of us. And one of the reasons this is so critical and important to become aware of um, is because that we're creating through the womb. The womb is actually the source of how we're, we're creating our lives and creating our reality and creating our world. So when we're carrying things around in that space that we are not conscious of or we're fostering relationships um, unconsciously uh, in that space, in that part of us that we're not even aware of, maybe relationships that are not supportive of who we are and what we're here to do, um, it can really potentially like tie up our energy and get in the way of our ability to really be in our power. So the womb mandala practice is really about creating, intentionally creating right relationships. And it's really about becoming intentional about the relationships and energies that we're allowing into that sacred temple. And we can only do that, first of all, when we, A, we have to understand, realize that we're doing this already unconsciously. We've allowed people, things, and relationships into this part of us without even knowing it. Other people may have even connected in there without you knowing it, right? Um, And then B, once we know, once we have the awareness, then we have to go in and see, be able to see what is it that we've allowed, and then to be able to recreate, to consciously remove and replace. Right, So if we find things that are not supposed to be there, then we have the ability to consciously say, You're, I'm taking that out and I'm going to bring this in instead. So this is actually it's a beautiful and very simple yet really powerful practice. And again, it's called the Womb Mandala. And I got this from the book Womb Wisdom by Padma and Anaya Prakash. So in order to do this practice, you're going to need a blank piece of paper and a pen. And on that blank piece of paper, what I want you to do is draw three concentric circles. So that's going to be like a little circle and then a bigger circle around that one and then a larger circle around that one. So you've got three concentric circles. So like a circle within a circle within a circle that gets like progressively larger. So go ahead and just take a minute and get that drawn out on your page. And I'm going to walk you through a visualization, a little visualization meditation that we're going to do together. And the most important thing here is that you just, like the first thing that comes into your mind You don't want to analyze it. Don't start questioning it and don't doubt. You might be really surprised around what pops up for you, but just know that the very first thing that comes up, that's the right thing. So I want you, you're going to be writing these things down inside of each of these circles, okay? So I want you just to take a minute and you're going to drop down, dropping your awareness 
down into the pelvis. We should be getting really good at doing this by now, I hope. So dropping your attention down into your womb space. So finding your belly button and then going about three inches below the belly button and then kind of inward and back. Right, that's kind of right where the womb rests and also what's called your Dan Tien or your Hara point. It's also the second chakra. So taking that awareness into that point and just imagining that you're standing in the middle of your womb space, in the middle of your womb. And that middle of the womb, by the way, is, is represented by that middle circle. So you've drawn those three circles. You're going to kind of see yourself standing in the center of that circle, which is represented by the center, or the center of your womb, which is represented by those three circles, right? And you're right there in the middle of that very first circle that you drew in the middle of the page. That's the smallest circle. And I want you just to really just imagine for a minute, I want you to close your eyes and you're standing in the middle of your womb space with your eyes closed. I want you to open your eyes, and I want you just to see who is standing right in front of you. And write down the name of that person that you see. It's really just the first thing that comes up. And then I want you to turn to your right, and I want you to see who you see standing to your right. And you're going to write that name down. And these are all, we're just working with that very first circle, by the way. The very first circle that you drew, the inner circle. And then I want you to look behind you and see who's standing behind you, directly behind you. And I want you to write down the name of the person you see right behind you. And then I want you to look to your left and see who you see standing to your left. And write down that person's name. I want you to look in front of you again. And I want you to look right just behind that person that was standing right in front of you and see who it is who's standing right in front of you but behind them. And you're going to write that person's name in that second circle that you drew on your sheet. And then again, you're going to look to the right and see who's standing just behind that person who's just to your right. Who do you see right behind them? And you're going to go ahead and write that name in that second circle that you drew right in that position there to the right. And we're going to do the same thing. So looking behind you, who do you see just behind that person who was right behind you? And then looking to your left. Who do you see just behind that person who was right to your left? Write down their name in that second concentric circle.
Okay, we're going to do one more round of this. And this time we're looking all the way into that outer rim, that third big circle that you drew around you. We're going to look past those first two people now and out to that outer rim. Who do you see standing in front of you in that outer rim behind second person? You're going to write down who you see. And turning to your right, feeling, sensing, looking out into that outer rim, that third concentric circle. Who do you see out there to your right? And looking behind you, same thing. Really sensing, feeling into that third outer circle. Who's there? Let them reveal themselves to you. And then looking to the left, feeling out into that outer circle, the outer edges. And writing that person's name down. So what you should have here on your page are three concentric circles with three names written like right in front of you. So at the top of the page, let's say that's the way you're facing. So you should have a name in each of those circles. And then to your right, a name in each of those circles. And then so on behind you and also to the left. Right, so it would make like, if you were to draw lines through each of those names, it would make it like a cross, right, with you being right there in the center. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and tell you what each of these positions represents. Okay, so each of these people that you saw in each of those positions, each position has a, a meaning. It, has, it represents something. So that very first circle that you drew on the page, that the small, which should be the smallest circle, the inner circle, okay, those are your primary relationships. Those are the relationships that are closest to you and that also are influencing you most directly right now. That second circle, the next one that you just drew right around that, those are your secondary relationships. So again, they have an influence on you. They're important relationships. They're affecting you. Um, they're not quite as close or influential as the ones on the inner circle, but they're important, and they have a lot of um, strength and influence. That third circle, which would be the outer circle, right, probably the biggest one that you drew, those are the most hidden relationships. So the names that you drew on that circle are the most hidden relationships. Those are relationships that you might not really even be aware of that are still influencing you or that are having an effect on you. And now the positions, right? So we had the front to the right, to the back, and to the left. So the front, those knees that you drew, those faces that you saw standing right in front of you, those represent your guides and your teachers.
the names and spaces that you saw standing behind you represent your protectors, your supporters, and your strengths. The names that you wrote to the right of you represent, that's the masculine side, and those names and relationships represent masculine power or male power. This could be a male friend, a soul brother, a friend, or even an an intimate partner, like a husband or a boyfriend. The left side, that's the feminine side. And the feminine side represents, obviously, feminine, femininity, love, a soul sister, friend. Or if you're a man and you're married, a wife. it would be like where your wife, where you'd want to have your wife. Those who hold the feminine space for you, the space of nurturing, love. So what you want to do with this information is you want to make sure that you have the right relationships in the right positions inside your womb. Because whatever you see here right now, this is currently the way that you're running the energy in your life and your relationships. This is the way that you're running your creative energy and the relationships that are affecting that. So, for example, if you're married and you're a woman and your husband showed up on the left in the feminine space, that would indicate that he's holding more of the feminine, nurturing, feminine space in the relationship. So more likely, you probably are going to want to move him over to the right side to hold the masculine ground for you. You might find that you have a relationship, for example, maybe behind you, these are your supporters and your strengths, relationships that support you and give you strength. You might have a relationship back there that does not give you strength or support you. That was the case when I first did my womb mandala. I had a relationship back there that popped up that were like two people that totally didn't believe in me or support me in any way. And it was really interesting because I realized how I was bringing that energy into my life and how it was actually affecting my ability to feel strong in doing my work in the world. Um, It was really enlightening when I first did this, my first womb mandala, and I saw that I had the wrong relationships back there in that place. And it made a lot of sense as to why I a lot of times had themes of feeling unsupported. It was like a really big theme for me. But it made perfect sense when I saw who I had back there in those positions. So you want to take a good look at this. And what you do with this information is you begin to really evaluate who who needs to be where and who do you need to and what relationships you need to remove from your womb space altogether. So this doesn't necessarily mean that you cut these people or relationships out of your life. It just means that these are maybe not the ones that you choose to have inside your inner temple, inside this really powerful place where you are creating from, whether you realize it or not. So you want to really look at that. And if you have somebody in there, maybe who's you want that relationship, but they're in the wrong place, for example, like if you have your husband on your feminine side, Um, you can move him over to the masculine side. And you just do this. The way we do this is just going in 
And you just do it with your intention. You say, okay, I'm moving this relationship over here. I'm taking this one out, and you command it out to God's light and remove you. You're not welcome here. Um, Send it out and then bring in a relationship that is going to be supportive and really in the right position. You really want to take some time to just sit inside your womb space and really be inside the womb mandala without over-intellectualizing this. So it's nice to have a visual so you can look at the maybe the piece of paper where you have the names written, right? You can look at that. But I really want you to do is really stay connected to your body. So really going, taking your attention into the body, into that energetic space of your womb in the body. And just to do this work. So just like last week, right, when we were like clearing stuff out and bringing light in, really the same kind of thing but we're just like maybe seeing the face of that person that you no longer wish to have there or that relationship that you no longer want there you just see them leaving and you see a new relationship coming in and you get to be conscious so you get to consciously actually choose who do you want in these positions who is going to hold a really good masculine space for you Right? Maybe you want your brother to be in one of those spaces or a really good masculine male friend um, that you respect and that really holds that masculine polarity for you to be in one of those spaces. Um, maybe behind you, you want to have the people that believe in you and support you. And in front of you, your spiritual teachers. Who are your teachers and your guides? Making sure that you have the right relationships in those really, really important places. Because you'll be amazed as you do this, like how much these things actually have probably been affecting you and you probably have not even been realizing it. So this is a practice. I'm going to just suggest really do do this every day for the next week. And really all it is, it gets easier. It gets easier the more that you do it, where you're just dropping in and you're looking around into these positions, right? The forward, the side, the back, the left. Um, And you're just making sure that who you see is who you want there, right? So that's a practice I'm just going to encourage you to do here for the next few days and just get comfortable with it, play with it, and really sense in, really feel who, who do you want to have in your creative space? Who do you want to have inside of your inner temple? Who's going to support you in what you're here to do and the things that you're creating Who do you want to learn from? Who do you want to hold that feminine space for you? Who do you want to hold the masculine space? Because the truth is is that you're the creator. You're creating your experience. And the relationships that are influencing you, we can allow that to happen unconsciously or we can be conscious about it. So why I really love this practice, the womb mandala, is because it gives us another way to really begin to become conscious around what relationships we're allowing to affect us, right? And what relationships maybe we've been allowing to affect us that are not serving us. And it really is a powerful tool. It's very empowering to be able to be um, just conscious about this and intentional about it. So I really love this practice. I hope that you, I hope you enjoy it too. And um, yeah. Good luck practicing with that this week. So we're at the end of our class for today. 
Um, if you have any questions on the Wu Mandala, I'm hoping that it all made sense to you, but please feel free to like, shoot me an email if any of that, um, if you need clarification on any of that, please feel free just to reach out to me. You can shoot an email to me at uh, morgan at femininewisdomacademy.com. Um, if you're on our Facebook group, our Pathway to Pleasure Facebook group, you can post a question on there. Um, hopefully that all made sense to you. Um, but again, you know, if there's any confusion about it, please reach out because it's really a powerful practice and I definitely want to make sure that you, uh, that you understand how it works and that you can use that tool to the fullest capacity. So thank you so much for being here for class number two. And we will be back next week, same time, same place for class number three. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.